Welcome back to Credentialed, everyone. Justine Fernandez alongside Jillian Mealy. And Jillian, 2023 was a huge year for travel. Now, growth expected to slow a little bit in 2024. Revenue in the travel industry, though, expected to hit $927 billion, with a B there. So what do we make of the most popular destinations and why do we consider travel an essential part of our balance equation and personal growth? And Jillian, I don't know about you, but especially over the summer, my entire Instagram feed was people in really awesome places going out there and exploring the world. Yes, mine was too. And it was very sad for a moment because as you know, I quit my career last year in the spring and started to started my own company. And so I was like, you know, okay, when you're looking at a budget and you have no salary anymore and you're like, the things that have to go, one of them was travel. And so as my timelines were filled with everybody enjoying their wonderful vacations, I was like, well, well. no, I mean, I'm just kidding. I'm serious about that part, but I'm happy for everybody. I did though get to travel at the end of 2023. I went to Iceland and that was a long time coming. I've been wanting to go there for a long time. It was a long time coming because I hadn't really had a true vacation in a long time because of the changes I made in my life, which were of course my choice. But it was nice for a little bit to be a part of that. And I actually didn't share a ton from my trip when I was there, I put some things together after and shared some cool photos and stuff, but I kept a lot of my trip private because I just feel like you want to be in the moment. And I think so often, so many people, and you mm -hmm. sort of hinted at it by saying, you know, it was all over our timelines when you're there and you're constantly uploading pictures and posting and, and sharing what you're doing. I think it takes away a bit from actually living out the moments as they're happening. It's so true. And I've actually made that a goal for myself when I go on my mini honeymoon, because I'll take a longer one in the summer, going somewhere in the Caribbean, very relaxing. And I told my husband, I was like, I really need to unplug because it's so hard to be present because you're seeing all these beautiful things and you want to share it. But I'm interested in Iceland because Iceland is not your typical vacation. So <laughs> what made it a dream destination for you? And did it live up to the dream that you had? Absolutely. Everything that we did, I would do it again. My boyfriend and I went and we had a spectacular time. So I will say Iceland has been on my list for a while, as I mentioned, because I'm not the traditional, I want to go sit on a beach for a week vacation type person. I love that every now and then, but I am more of the, I want that thrill. I want that adventure. I want to put myself in environments that are out of the ordinary, that either make me uncomfortable or challenge me in some way or give me some adventure. And Iceland really did all of that because I went at the end of the year, so it was December. And if you haven't quite thought about or figured out, Iceland is very cold and there's snow up there and all, you know, what you would imagine Iceland being like in December Walking in a is what it was. <laughs> yes. But so we actually landed at the airport and then drove about six hours right after landing to the other side of the country. Wow to the eastern, the southeastern side of Iceland because we wanted to go glacier hiking and go in some ice caves. And Justine, it was by far the coolest experience I've ever had. 
literally walking on the largest glacier in all of Europe was something that I will never forget. And honestly, I don't know that I'll be in a situation to do that again unless I were to actively seek out the same type of vacation, which I don't always do. Mm-hmm. Right. But it cha- like being somewhere and being on a trip that can challenge you, I love that. I love photography as a hobby. You know this. And so being somewhere where I can take a camera and I can get lost in the scenery or in the culture and have it be sort of the one thing that relaxes my mind of everything else that's going on in my life and in the world, like that is my true escape. And so that's Mm -hmm. what travel and trips, adventurous trips like that do for me. Are you the same at all when it comes to that? So I have prioritized travel in my life. Recognize travel is expensive. You can't always do Mm -hmm. it. I had a year last year when I, where I was able to do it. I also travel for work. So one of my trips was for work. When you travel for work, you end up getting airline points and credit card points. So that's how I make travel work for me. But I prioritize it because I think it is so important for personal growth. Um, I went to Europe three times last year. Again, one of the trips was for work, two were personal. But here's what happens when I seek out trips and vacations like that. I have unexpected conversations. You Mm -hmm. speak to people from other countries with other viewpoints who, for example, may want to talk to you about American politics or inflation. All of that is eye-opening. Mm-hmm. It's it's so great to submerse yourself, not only in a new environment, but to have those conversations that you wouldn't normally have in your day to day. The second thing that I think why I prioritize travel in my personal life, you get out of your day to day, you immerse yourself in a totally different place, totally different mode of living, and you get to learn. So when yeah. I go on trips, I go to the museums or I'll go for a walking tour or some sort of activity where I get to see and experience the culture or what the history was or what was going on in this period of time when XYZ building was built. And then I come back, I think, from these trips and I just feel like I've stepped away from my day to day and seen the great big world that's out there and that there is so many things that oftentimes are more important than that thing you were hung up about last week. Exactly. I I definitely concur with that. And I do that too. And what I do in addition to all of that is I like to actually sort of go off the beaten path a little bit. I do like to go into those local pubs or bars or restaurants, things like that, and actually talk to people who live in those towns, who grew up in those areas versus just the things that seem very like tourist traps, if you will. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But okay, so I'm going to use this example. I went to Utah in August just for a, a quick little long weekend getaway just to give myself sort of that mental break. It wasn't like a big trip by any means, but but I went to Utah. And one of the things I wanted to see was Antelope Canyon because Truthfully, I saw it all over the internet really ever since COVID, and it looked very cool. As I mentioned, I love photography, and I was like, gosh, I would love to be inside one of these little slot canyons and take my camera in there and see how creative I could get. But then the more I read about Antelope Canyon, the more I was like, wow, this seems like it's really crowded because it's become so popular. Are there any alternatives to this that might still give me that same experience? And so I go down these like rabbit holes when I'm getting ready to travel and I will read and I will seek out blogs from people 
where they talk about their experience at all these tourist destinations and then maybe other alternatives. And I ended up finding an alternative that was fantastic. We were one of just a few people in there. We had it basically to ourselves. I could take my camera in. They taught you how to take photographs in there, what to do. And I was with my mom and she ended up walking away from that. She's not really into photography, but she was like, wow, that was really cool. And so I like doing the traditional things when you go places mm -hmm. that you should do, that you should experience. But I do try really hard to go off that beaten path because I think the more you can create that adventure for yourself that's less traveled, I just think that's really unique. It is. And like those tourist places are really, really important. But then you get that off the beaten path that just feels like this diamond that you've stumbled upon where you really get to take a minute and get out of your head and get out of your day to day. Mm -hmm. And Jillian, I have a theory. Okay. I have not researched this theory, but <laughs> my theory is beach vacations are great. Sometimes you need a beach vacation. I'm taking one very yeah. shortly for my mini honeymoon, very relaxing. And we know, I think the top international destination for folks in the U.S. is Cancun. I've been to Mexico huh. many times, you know, no discredit to Mexico, love a good beach vacation. I think people overdo it. I think people look at these, you know, great Europe vacations or you in Utah, but they go to Cancun, Mexico every year, for example, and they go on this beach vacation. And I think it ends up all coming out in the wash. You could have gone on this perhaps bigger adventure if you're up for it and spent the same amount of money. So yes, I will say though, I didn't read the article or do research on that front to see exactly maybe why Cancun is the top destination. I would wonder if it's because Maybe it's a lot of timeshares. I'm just throwing this out there again. Mm -hmm. This is just a, a Jillian hypothesis here. But for instance, my family goes to Aruba every year. We have a timeshare in Aruba. We go the same week every year. We have friends from different cities and states across the country that go there that week. And we've all become, you know, this giant friend week long vacation, which is awesome. But some years I choose not to go because I do want to sort of scratch that adventurous creativity side and do something different. However, if you're looking at tourism from the U.S. going to Aruba, we would be in that category every year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if it's people seeking it out as like a first time vacation, like, wow, it's been on my bucket list to go to Cancun. Or if maybe it's something I could see Cancun having a lot of timeshares and things. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Like that it's factoring into the data. Right. Right. Yeah. But I still choose something adventurous or something unique or different, hands down, every time. Me too. And that's why I wanted to share that is I, yes, I went to Europe three times, but I didn't take any beach vacations. All my money went to that. And I also went, I think there's a couple hacks here. One points, like work the point system, the credit card system, the frequent flyer miles, mm -hmm. all of that. And then two, I also went in off a little bit off time. So for example, I ah. went to Italy in March. I did not go in the summer. So it's a bit more affordable. And then I went to Spain with my uh, now husband, who was my fiance at the time. And we went in September as opposed, and that isn't a, it's a good time, but not the peak time. Right, right, right. Well, same with my trip to Iceland. Most people aren't going in December. Now they do do a big New Year's thing. So I know that there are people who come in specifically for that, but summer is by far, I think the busiest time to travel to Iceland. People who go in the winter go because they want to see the Northern Lights, which we saw a 
hint of through my camera lens, couldn't see it with the naked eye, which was unfortunate. But I actually did a lot of research on that beforehand. And I don't know if you know this or anyone listening knows this, but you apparently always see the Northern Lights better through a camera lens. Now, some nights, if it's super clear and no clouds in the sky and really dark and you can see that Northern Lights show with your naked eye, sure. But even locals who are from Iceland say it's kind of a bummer because people who don't know that they get here and they're disappointed that they can't see them as strongly from their naked eye than they can through the lens of a camera. Wow. And that's a once in a lifetime to be like, I saw the Northern Lights, even though it's through a lens of a camera, you were standing there <laughs> and you were beholding the Northern Lights. That's true. So the little slightest hint of green in the camera lens, I'll share it on social media after this episode. But you know, the one thing I do think is important to mention, a lot of people really can't afford to travel because it, especially lately, it has been so expensive the last few years. This last year has been insane. I know. And and I should I caveat too, I don't have kids. It's really right. hard once you bring kids, a whole family into the mix. Well, yeah. And, and I want to share something from, so when I was growing up, my parents, we didn't go on big like overseas vacations. We just didn't. And I, I never really asked why. But one thing I thought was really neat that my parents did when my brother and I were younger is every year they made it a point to take us on a trip but it would always be in the US and it would always be something we could drive to. And we would drive long hours. Like we would drive up to Salem, Massachusetts from Philadelphia. We would drive down to North Carolina. I mean, we would drive everywhere, but they made it a point to take us somewhere different every year and to have it be educational. That way we'd remember that experience of taking road trips. I remember playing, I don't even remember the exact game, but when I was younger, my brother and I would play this like license plate game in the car. Oh, different my brother and I played to, like, that too. Really? Yes. <laughs> what we, was it? I don't yeah, remember. We used to drive from St. Louis to Marco Island, Florida, which is the tip of Florida. Uh, uh -huh. My grandma had a house there. And you would try to get all of the states. And our claim to fame was one time we did get Hawaii. <laughs> it's awesome. But yeah, we played the license plate game. We played so many different games in the car. And while I don't remember the details of every vacation, I remember the, the road trips. I remember being places and learning things and enjoying them. Like for some reason, our trip to Salem, Massachusetts does stand out to me. Um, Hilton Head, we've been to a number of times, but I remember that. And I remember them wanting us to learn and wanting us to experience and wanting us to explore. I remember in one of the trips, we literally stood on, I think it was a US-Canada border, or maybe it was a state border. I don't remember exactly the details, but I remember must have been a state border. I remember standing there straddling mm -hmm. the line on the blacktop being like, oh my gosh, I'm in two places at once. <laughs> like those are the memories that you have. And so mm -hmm. just because you can't afford some really lavish trip doesn't mean you can't still have those experiences right. and have fun and make those memories. And even do it if you can't travel in your own city, whether it's the art museum or a science and innovation type museum or an automobile museum, like those things exist. And I feel like we get so stuck of Netflix and all these other things clamoring for our attention. We forget to actually be intentional and, and plan those things. Like you can explore your own neighborhood. Yeah, absolutely. There's a ton around. And the other thing that my parents always did when I was younger that I love too is, so my my dad 
my parents bought like a, one of those pop-up campers and we would go camping every year. He would take it. He would put it on the back of his truck or on whatever vehicle we were taking. And, and we'd tow that thing and we'd go camping and we'd have the best time. Sure. They had to make that investment in that camper, but you can do things like go to different campsites and do it at a relatively back in the day inexpensive cost. I mean, now it's going to cost a lot more to run an RV and do those things. But my parents would pop it up in our driveway and we would go out there and like play with the neighborhood friends. And we would literally just stay in our driveway. And those are memories that I have of being able to have fun like that. So I think it's what you make of it. It's what mm -hmm. you make of the situation. It's what you make of the time that you have. And it's what you make of, you know, what you can do with the funds that you have available. And there's something for everybody. Yeah. And I think the other thing about travel is you immerse yourself in nature, mm -hmm. which given the way work is right now and how we're working, where we're working, we don't do that as often as we should. And yep. I think a lot of vacations force you to do that and that you're walking around outside, even if you're in a city or you're on a beach or you're hiking like you just were, you get to reconnect with nature, which I think we don't realize how important that is. Well, you, you just said it. You get to reconnect with nature, but I think when you do that, you reconnect with yourself. How many mm -hmm. times have you come back from a trip where you're like, wow, like I, I came back from Iceland literally thinking, wow. I look at some of my video footage that I took. I had a GoPro and I had my camera. I can't tell you how many times I just said, wow, this is so beautiful. Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. And I started to be like, okay, you're annoying. Like <laughs> you didn't have to say that to every little thing that you saw, but it's true because when you connect with the outdoors, at least for me, that's when I really connect with myself again. And it takes you back to just like, I'll never forget standing there on the black sand beach in the town of Vic as the snow is coming down. And so you get that contrast between black sand on the beach and white fresh snow on top of the sand. And I will always remember sitting there looking at it, being like, this is like one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And those moments I think are so important for us mentally to be able to have them, mm -hmm. to be able to give us that break. Yeah. And for me, I think I get a lot of clarity on airplanes. So I've gone on this trip, I've seen these things and I've gotten out of kind of the day-to-day -day rut. And then either on the flight home my brain, I'm processing and able to really come to clarity on a lot of things in my life or things that, hey, I really want to devote my time to this or I really want to work on this or I, I need to do X, Y, Z. And I think it's one, A, because I've traveled and B, because I have that time to think on an airplane. So aside from, okay, well, actually, before we move on from that, what are you looking forward to doing travel-wise in 2024? I know you're taking your honeymoon, but is there anything mm -hmm. else that's on your like 2024 bucket list? Good question. Um, I think I, w I would like to go back to, to Europe again. And some of this, Jillian, is I know I'm at a point in my life where sooner rather than later, I'm going to be moving towards having a family. We know you cannot travel as easily when that happens. So maybe I want to do one more, one or two more trips now so I can feel like, okay, I, I got to see what I wanted to see. And I'm ready for the next phase when I'm going to be taking more of those family type vacations, which I'm also excited for. Um, so Greece is on my list. I have not Ooh. been there. I would love to go back to Italy and maybe combine them because once you're over there, things are so close. Um, and then I am going to the Caribbean, which is a beach vacation, which I just talked about. But hey, your girl needs a beach vacation. I just got <laughs> yes. It was a lot of work. I swear, Jillian, I got seven gray hairs from the wedding <laughs> process. 
<laughs> That's oh. funny. So mine for 2024 is I really want to get to Machu Picchu. Oh. Have you been there? No. I've never been okay. to anywhere in uh, Latin or South America. Okay. I have Mexico, wanted to go there America. for a few years now, sort of since I've taken on this transformational journey of my life and my career and everything. There's something about Machu Picchu that's like speaking to me. I just feel like I'm going to have some kind of spiritual experience or something there. I don't know even what that means as I'm saying it. I just, have you ever had that feeling where you're like, there's something pulling you somewhere or mm -hmm. to someone or to something? That's, that is Machu Picchu for me. And I think I decided I'm going to wait until I graduate from my MBA ah! program. So that's going to be like sort of the... The place that I want to close this huge chapter of my life and maybe get there to find myself again or in a different manner or reconnect in some way. But that's that's kind of what I have in my mind. So I'm hoping that's that I can do that. That's a big one and a bold I know. one. And I am here for it. <laughs> but so the only trip I've had that's given me that sort of experience was I think think it was, oh, this is going back a while, but I want to say it was 2009. I went to Egypt with my brother and it was my graduation gift to him. He was just graduating college and it was just he and I, and we, it was hands down one of the best trips I've ever been on Iceland, definitely a close second, but we climbed Mount Sinai. And mm. what you do is you start your trek at like nine, 10 o'clock at night and you climb through the night and you have a guide and everything but you get to the top of Mount Sinai just in time for the sun to rise over, I believe it was Mount Catherine or Mount St. Catherine in the distance. And so you see the sun rising over this peak and that experience, like I can, I can close my eyes and I can still see that sunrise. And that experience was so moving. It was so motivating. It was spiritual in a sense. And so I've been in search of that type of trip, of that type of experience since then. And for some reason, I just have this pull that's like, girl, you got to get to Machu Picchu. You got to get there. <laughs> I think you, I think you should. I think it's one of the seven wonders of the world. Is it not? I, I, I know they've I think been so. updating that list, but yeah, those are those transformative moments. Like you, like you just said, you have this picture of the sunset that, that you'll never forget. Yep. Yep. Well, Jillian and I certainly have some big travel goals on our list. We wanted to talk through it. Hey, we know it's expensive, but for both of us, it's something that I think we have felt was worth the expense. And worth the conversation because it's not necessarily about the money. It's not necessarily about, oh, I'm going here, I'm going there. It's about what it does for each of us. It's about that mental journey that it takes you on. It's about going somewhere and having the opportunity or the possibility for it to transform you in some way or for it to be a positive motivating factor and to be able to really in this hectic world take that time to stop and admire the beauty around you stop and admire the culture around you and immerse yourself in something new and meet new people and experience all of those things and come back 
better for having had that experience and come back, maybe a more motivated person, maybe a more spiritual person. I'm not sure, you know, whatever your path is in that sense. But I think that these trips, if we take the time to stop, to pause and to appreciate what's around us and not always have our camera up as someone who likes photography, you know, and we're on camera now, technically, and we're on camera now (laughs) just to be able to, to mentally like be conscious of enjoying those moments I think is sort of the bigger conversation here. Yeah, we appreciate everybody listening. And we wanted to share that we really consider it an important part of the mix to personal growth. Absolutely. And stay tuned to see if Jillian gets to Machu Picchu in 2024. Dun, dun, dun. And Justine <laughs> gets to Greece. We will circle back. But hey, hope everybody's having a great start to the year. And we will catch you on the next episode of Credentials.